It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It would have been enough if Markel Fultz just went on the court. It would have been enough if he just made one jumper or one layup. Instead, we got it all. We got it all. Markel Fultz is back, baby. And boy, is it good to see him. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is March 1st, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... Markel Fultz is back and delivers everything we could have hoped for in his debut game. We'll go through all the highs. There were no lows. They were all highs. They were all great. We'll go through everything that went on in the Orlando Magic's 119-103 victory over the Indiana Pacers and also the fact that everyone was kind of really good too. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's at work, on your way home, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a lot of great Locked On podcasts out there to cover every team you could think of. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. We didn't quite know what to expect from Markel Fultz. Um, his first game in nearly 14 months after tearing his ACL last January, it was, you have to temper your expectations. Um, and, and honestly, you still do. I'm going to still preach that. Like, don't, don't expect this to be the norm. But holy cow, it was so good to have Marco Fultz back on the floor. It was so good just to see him back out there. And, and, and to see the way the team rallied around him. Everyone on the team arrived to the game uh, Monday night wearing Markel Fultz jerseys. It's the only acceptable time you can wear a jersey. Um, they all really just showed the, their support. And, you know, really the fans were very clearly behind him too. Um, very clearly. Uh, it, it came through the TV, the Magic Amway Center, especially with how bad the team's been. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about the TV ratings thing yet, but uh, we do know that that being a team as, as bad as the Orlando Magic are, um, that, yeah, support isn't always the greatest inside the Amway Center. Support isn't always at its zenith, but you could really feel through the TV the support that, that Markel Fultz got when he stepped into the game. Um, obviously, the Magic set it up for him. Uh, he was supposed to come in during a timeout. They kept him on the sideline, let Cole Anthony foul so he could get that grand entrance. Um, Cole gave him uh, the biggest hug in the world um, You know, as as he came into the game. Everyone was just so excited to see, see him. And you know, honestly, like, that would have been enough. Uh, I think we all would have been happy if if that was all we got from Markel Fultz, if that's the only meaningful thing that we saw from him all game. Uh, the rest you could just build up and build up and build up over the last 20 games of the season here, but that would have been enough. Dianu, it would have been enough. Instead, what we got was Markel Fultz 
continually doing things that just remind us how good he can be and how and why he was so important to that 2020 team that he started for and why things went so far off the rails when he got hurt last season. On his very first possession, his very first touch of the ball, Fultz came driving in through the lane, found Franz Wagner cutting behind him for an easy layup. And it was just the simplicity of it, um, as as I think it was Mo Bamba put it after the game. Marco Fultz just has gravity about him. Um, you know, typically we talk about gravity as, as shooting gravity, as guys who defenses can't leave open, uh, guys that defenses can't leave on the three-point line. Marco Fultz has driving gravity. He's just so he's able to get downhill and into the lane so easily and, and with so much speed that the defense has to collapse around him. And Fultz is exceptionally good at finding passers. He's, he's just always playing in control. Um, you know, you talk about guys who can't be sped up. Marco Fultz looked like he's been playing for months. That he had that this wasn't his first NBA game in 14 months. Um, with the way that he was able to control the pace of the game, the way that he was able to control himself. Um, the way he was able to just control his body, it just looked like in complete control. There was no fear. He he, he sought. He, it, it's not like he dug his shoulder in and sought contact or anything, but he wasn't afraid of contact. He wasn't afraid to mix it up. He wasn't afraid to go after the ball. And, and really, those things, less than the points, less than the scoring, less than everything else, those things are the signs that Markel Fultz is truly back, that Markel Fultz is truly kind of back into the flow of things and back where – he needs to be. And if he could not do all those things, I am certain the magic would not have cleared him. Um, if, if those were the final steps, that confidence to just go in and mix it up, then Fultz has passed those steps. And he's obviously maybe further along than you might typically see from a guy who's just coming back from injury. Fultz finished the game with 10 points, six assists, five for seven shooting in 16 minutes. It was a, a truly fantastic and really incredible performance. There were all the elements that we're used to seeing from Fultz, not just that driving ability and that ability to, 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 to suck the defense in, but also that ability to set up his mid-range game. Yes, he has a mid-range game. Um, his his first basket came when he kind of rocked Jalen Smith to sleep and hit a, hit a free-throw line jumper over him. At the end of the third quarter, he had another step-back jumper to beat the third-quarter buzzer with about 10 seconds left, so it wasn't quite beating the buzzer. But with 10 seconds left, he had a step-back jumper over, over defender. Um, that was just incredible. But he also had all those drives and those, those finishes that we're used to seeing. Um, he had a basket taken away. And he lay but Wendell Carter kind of did cross-check to, to free him up on the screen, but that's okay, whatever. Um, but he had uh, his second basket, I believe, was a kind of whirling layup. He got into the lane. He was able to kind of swoop the ball over and and, and hit it hit it over the defense. Again, these are just the things that we, we came to expect from Marco Fultz, and you just kind of forget our big aspects of his game. There was a play where he followed a, a, a one of his baskets. He followed a, a missed dunk by Mo Bamba, stuck with the play, got the rebound, and laid it up with ease. Um, there was a play where R.J. Hampton, his last shot, R.J. Hampton uh, shot a jumper, missed it hard off the backboard. The ball kind of landed uh, between a couple Pacers players, and Fultz shot in, grabbed the rebound, and got a free layup out, out of it. It's those little plays, those little points that matter. And yeah, you didn't see Marco Fultz take a three. That's that's still the biggest thing that I hear from people about Marco Fultz. Yeah, it's a big part of his game that he still has to develop um, or get more comfortable with. We didn't see, you know, Markel maybe play a ton with the starters or play a, a, a ton. It's just 16 minutes. And, and it, it feels like it, it it's only going to build from here. But if this is the baseline, if this is where Markel Fultz is starting, if this is where his season's going to begin, then, you know, 
we could get irrationally excited. You could get, you could have some irrational confidence. Now, obviously, there's still a long way to go. Um, now there's some tape on him. Now teams know what to expect a little bit from him. Now teams, you know, are are gonna kind of key in on him a little bit more. Um, you know, he's good enough to figure it out. He's good enough to to know how to get by it, how to stop that. But Markel Fultz gave Magic fans everything they could have hoped for and more. He gave everyone a whole lot in this. And it was, it, it was truly magical. Um, you know, it, it, this night could not have gone better. And, and we'll talk more specifically about the game here in a minute, but this night could not have gone better for the Orlando Magic. It could not have been better. Marco Fultz got the standing ovation he deserved and got the curtain call he deserved too. As he checked out of the game after his final stint in the fourth quarter, he gave Jamal Mosley a humongous hug. Um, you know, again, just a, a testament to an appreciation for all the work Fultz put in to get back to this point. Um, it is, while ACL injuries are not the, the career death sentence they once were, it's still a fairly common recovery, but it's still a really difficult task to get better, to, to get all the way back from this. It's still really, really hard to do. Uh, and Fultz deserves all the credit in the world for the work that he put in to hit the floor and look this good this quickly. Um, it was it was a fantastic effort. It was a fantastic game for Markel Fultz. It was a fantastic game from so many guys, but Fultz is obviously the story. Um, he's a guy that everyone is still going to get used to playing with. Uh, as Wendell Carter put it, the number one piece of advice that he got about playing with Markel Fultz is to be ready. Have your hands ready because Fultz is going to find you. Fultz is a guy that passes people open, that finds ways to get the ball to open players, even if it does not seem like he can. And, you know, again, there's still so much he has to get back into rhythm, back into shape with. That's to build his conditioning. He's obviously only playing 16 minutes right now, but this was such a, a great beginning. And again, it would have been enough to see him on the floor. It would have been enough to just have him out there, just, just, just kind of floating around. It was certainly more than enough to see him make a positive impact on the game and to really affect the Magic's outcome in this one. We'll talk more specifically about the game as the Orlando Magic win 119-103. to took me 10 minutes to say the score to the game. We'll talk a little bit more specifically about how the Magic played, how the Magic pulled out this win coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Football might be over for the season. But basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president. Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast with nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So obviously, Marco Fultz took up a, a huge chunk of the, the information and the storyline of this game. And again, absolutely deserved to. He played a fantastic game, far better than I think any of us could have hoped for. But... Um, everyone else played really well too. Um, the Magic defeat the, defeated the Indiana Pacers 119-103. And again, another win over a team that's kind of at the bottom of the standings. So, you know, it, we're not out here, you know, waving the flags and saying, oh, we're going to the championship unless you're doing it ironically. Um, but second straight game when the Magic, you know, had some early struggles, you know, really kind of struggled to get themselves going, but found their pace and found their groove throughout the course of the game had one really killer defensive quarter. And yeah, against Houston, against Indiana, as long as you keep your offense at a constant drumbeat, one killer defensive quarter is enough. Um, and were able to, to set themselves up for a win. The, the Pacers were killing the Magic with their three-point shots early in the game, but Orlando really settled in. Um, second half especially, I thought, defended really well. They, they won the, the third quarter 35-19. Um, that was the difference in the game. Uh, just, just pure and simple. The, the Pacers just kind of ran out of the shot, shot making. Orlando did a really good job getting into the paint. Indiana's got a small front court, got smaller after Jalen Smith uh, was ejected from the game for picking up two technical fouls. Um, and Orlando just kind of kept pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. Again, a lot of credit to Marco. Marco Fultz deserves some credit for that. He was able to get to the paint too, but so was Jalen Suggs. So was Wendell Carter. Orlando was able to kind of operate their offense pretty freely. And, and right now it feels like the Magic are are starting to find an offensive moment again where there's a lot of offensive clarity, where they're starting to play a little bit better. Certainly, I think being at home, having a few practices leading into this one uh, certainly ha- certainly has helped them kind of reinforce the things that they're trying to do. That's what you expect from young teams. You give them a lot of practice time, you give them a lot of time at home, uh, they're going to look a little surprising. They're going to look a little bit better. Um, I-, I thought that Orlando did just a really good job kind of settling in um, after that slow start uh, and putting themselves – in a position where they could kind of take control of the game. And once Orlando got control of the game, especially in that third quarter, the rest of the game was academic. Um, you know, again, everyone had contributions. Everyone made some type of, of contribution to the game, to the game. We'll go through the box score here in the final segment, but Orlando tied a franchise record with eight players in double figures. Um, again, that's a sign that a, everybody's eating the balls, moving the balls, getting to the open set that the team is, Finding open, finding players, and obviously the team is scoring. The team is getting enough guys um, in, in, getting the ball into the basket. So again, the story of this game was not just Markel Fultz. Um, as good as Markel Fultz was, and he was good, ten point six assists again. Um, this game was really about everyone. Everyone was feeling the energy. Everyone was feeling the flow um, of having Fultz back in. But it, it was also a lot of other guys making big plays. Um, again, Wendell Carter. We haven't talked enough about Wendell Carter. We haven't talked enough 
about how good he has been of late. Um, we'll get to that later in the week. Um, probably Friday's episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll do our quarter review. Um, Wendell Carter has been really, really, really good. Um, and he just kind of fits wherever the Magic need him to fit. Um, they, they, the Pacers tried to go to a zone. Carter got to the high post, made good plays, made good passes, hit that shot, hit that little shot. Um, he just he makes the right play and the right decision almost all the time. And, and he's someone that I think you can really trust to put the ball in his hands and say, hey, go, you know, let the offense flow. Let's let's find, let's find where the defense is weak. Um, Mo Bamba also had a really nice game, did a good job on the glass, especially. Um, you know, got muscled around a little bit um by some of the bigger Pacers players, but did a good job fighting back uh, to get rebounds and to keep himself in the game. And again, Orlando made enough shots, made enough three-pointers to keep the game close. I mean, it looked like Indiana was going to run away with this one early um, with the three-point shooting. But Orlando, they, again, I I do give this Magic team credit. There are a lot of times when you see teams like this with the record the Magic have, you get hit with an early punch, you get hit with an early run, you kind of fold. This team has really never done that. Now, yes, they get blown out occasionally. There will be more blowouts coming up um, with more talented teams coming to the Amway Center in the very, very near future. Um, but you, this team does a really good job still fighting back and still finding ways to 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 stay in the game. Um, and again, that's 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 what they did against Houston. Could have easily been run out of the gym that game. Uh, again, these are small victories. I'm not, I'm not here saying that that's 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 the be all end all. But Orlando's done a really really good job kind of staying in the fight, and it's given them some chances to steal some of these games. Again, this not that Indiana is a great opponent, not that Indiana has. A sterling record either, but uh, the Magic did a really good job staying in the game and, and kind of keeping the flow uh, flow of it going and eventually taking control. And, and to me, that shows a lot of maturity. Um, you know, again, you you, you know, uh, some people told, uh, you know comment to me that Cole Anthony played a really poor game, and yeah, Cole Anthony didn't score the same way that that maybe we're expecting him to, but he also I think did a good job managing the game and kind of making sure the Magic got into their sets. Um, him and Jalen Suggs have been splitting point guard reps. Um, of late and kind of initiator reps of late and, and Suggs is starting to come into his own and starting to find comfort himself too, um, getting his second career double-double in this game. Uh, but it's a lot more control about how they're playing. And again, turnovers remain an issue. Orlando uh, were able to force more turnovers in this game than they did against Houston. That helped them kind of get back in the game and their fast break. It was a lot more efficient, a lot more effective, but at, at, the, at the same time, um, you know, Orlando's got to continue to kind of kind of keep this offensive flow and, and look for those points to attack. I mean, they're playing like the aggressors right now, and and they're playing like they have command over what they're trying to do. It was it was uh, again, it this game is was not just about Markel Fultz. As good as Markel Fultz was, this game was not just about him. The Magic played really really well. Um, they got an easy win in his debut, not just because Markel Fultz played really really well. Uh, you know, Markel Fultz had a positive impact in the game. But everyone did their part. Everyone played well, and everyone gave this team a, a huge team victory. We'll go over that final box score here coming up in just a minute um, as we uh, talk more about the Magic's win over the Indiana Pacers. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. 
Go explore the Easy website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like I said, uh, an impressive win for the Orlando Magic as they defeat the Indiana Pacers 119-103. to It was not just about Marco Holtz. It was really about the whole team. So let's go through the final box score for you real fast um, to close out today's show. Again, Orlando has eight players in double figures tying a franchise record. That's that's pretty incredible. This is that this year's team, a 15-47 and 47 Magic team, is going to be the one that ties that franchise mark. They are led in scoring by Wendell Carter with 21 points. 8 for 10 shooting, 4 for 6 from the foul line, 12 rebounds uh, for him. Like I said, uh, you know, yeah, Wendell still had three turnovers, three of the Magic's 11 turnovers, but um, he still, I I trust Wendell to make good decisions. When the ball's in his hands, good things usually happen. Um, you know, he just does everything for this team. When his shot's going, when he's confident with his shot, he is he is just so good. Um, and it's tough for teams to defend him because he can step out and hit that jumper. He's a tough Tough guy. He's willing to take some contact. Um, he's gonna set a hard screen. He's gonna free up free up guys. If you go back and look at every big play the Magic had, there's a pretty good chance that Wendell Carter is involved in it somehow. Whether it's screening for someone, um, you know, being just a presence nearby or, or anything like that. Um, Wendell Carter has quickly kind of established himself as a, a big team leader. Um, he is someone that you know, and, and it's for himself too. But um, he's someone that gets in everyone's ears. Like he tells like. Like he tells people, you know, what, how, you know, he tells people, you know, to, to be confident. Um, and, and now that Markel's back, Markel is actually the one, uh, Wendell said after the game, Markel's the one that told him, hey, I'm a Fiji, go be a beast. Like Markel was the one kind of feeding him and, and getting him the confidence he needed to have a big, big moment in this game. Wendell Carter played fantastic in this game, um, and he's played fantastic over the last several games as well. Uh, Franz Wagner with 15 points, six for 10 shooting uh, for him uh, did a good job cutting, you know, really, you know, you could, you could already see the chemistry building between him and Markel Fultz. Um, you know, I don't want to make this all, you know, it, a lot of this game is about Markel Fultz. It was just such a big storyline, but I don't want to make this all about Markel Fultz. A lot of guys played well. Franz, you know, Franz did what Franz does. Good to see him get those shots up and, and really help. Um, Mo Bamba, 15 points, six for 15 shooting, 10 rebounds for him. 
Um, Mo was solid. I thought he did a good job around the basket. Four offensive rebounds for him. Uh, so I think he was active. You know, yes, the, sh the shots need to be uh, – the, the field goal percentage should, should go up a little bit. But, um, you know, again, overall, I, I can't be too upset with that. Um, I thought he made a good impact. thought he did had some good challenges at the basket. You know, maybe got pushed around a little bit too much on the interior. But he made some big play, made some big plays throughout the course of the game. Jalen Suggs, 14 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 10 assists, his second career double-double. Um, Suggs is – the big thing with Jalen Suggs is he's starting is, – is about control. Um, we know he has speed. We know he likes physicality. We know he's a tough guy. It's learning how to use all those things – to set up his shot, to set up other teammates, to set everything else up. And, and you know, Friday's game feels like the outlier. We're starting to see more and more that he plays under control, that he plays with poise and confidence, that he knows exactly where he's trying to go um, and has the ability to get there. Um, you know, the finishing at the rim is something that has to continue to improve. He did a good job with that on this game. Hit a couple of jumpers to loosen up the defense as well. And, and this really fired really good passes throughout the course of the game. Nothing like spectacular but just good, solid, confident reads. And that's such a big thing for, for Jalen Suggs. Um, you know, I, I do think he's starting to put a lot of pieces together. As I mentioned, Cole Anthony had a really kind of difficult game, 11 points, 3 for 14 shooting, 1 for 7 from deep, only 3 assists, 2 turnovers in this game. So statistically not a, an impactful game. You know, I think he let Jalen Suggs kind of take over, Um, you know, once he realized he didn't have it, once he realized that he wasn't going to be kind of the driving force of the game. Um, He did a really, you know, again, I got to give Cole credit where, where it's due. Um, as a game organizer, he did a really good job. He did a really good job kind of kind of understanding that it wasn't his night and getting others involved or setting up others to succeed, even if he's not ending up with the stats. Now, yeah, Cole Anthony's got to hit his shots. Three for 14 is not, is, is not something you can live with most nights. The rest of the team lifted him up. Uh, he was able to kind of help set up the rest of the team. And, and obviously, I think it was an emotional day for a lot of guys on this Magic squad. Um, so again, you look at the individual plus minus, Cole Anthony was plus 20. So he was on the floor for a lot of the Magic's success in this game. So again, not a great game by any means. Cole will probably be the first to tell you that, but he still did some good things that, that are probably worth mentioning and worth pointing out as well. Off the bench, obviously, Markel Fultz, 10 points, 5 for 7 shooting, 6 assists, uh, 1 turnover in the game. Just a really, just really good game for Markel Fultz. Um, this is very similar to his debut game against Cleveland in 2020, um, in the in 20 in November 2019 or October 2019. Um, but just uh, he, we, you could not expect more from Marco Fultz in his first game back um, like this. Just a really, really fantastic game from him. Also off the bench, scoring in double figures, RJ Hampton at 12 points, five for nine, shooting two for four from deep. Another really solid game where he just played with a lot of poise and composure. Um, again, things are, things look like they're starting to slow down a little bit for RJ. And I think that's obviously a good sign. And Gary Harris, 11 points, two for eight shooting for him, two for six from deep Orlando shoots 46.9% from the floor. So not a field goal percentage. You would expect the Orlando magic to, to shoot and win the game, especially considering that Indiana shot 48.6% uh, on 35 for 72 shooting. They made 15, three pointers shot 41.7% from three. Indiana has got to feel like that is a game that they would typically win. So why did the Pacers lose? Several reasons. First, Orlando had 10 offensive rebounds compared to Indiana's four, um, and that led to 18 second chance points. So 18 second chance points for Orlando. They had 24 more shot, more field goal attempts, so Orlando really maximized that. Adding to that, Orlando scored 22 points off 22 Indiana turnovers. They had nine fast break points in the game, so a little bit below average there, but Orlando really took advantage of the extra possessions, and that's where 
they really won this game. Tyrese Halliburton had 23 points. Buddy Heald had 18 points to lead the Indiana Pacers. And again, the Pacers just made too many of their own mistakes. Orlando did a really good job taking advantage of it. And that's how everyone was able to eat. The Orlando Magic defeat the Indiana Pacers 119 to 103. The two teams back in action at the Amway Center on Wednesday uh, to finish off this two games, to finish off the season series with the Indiana Pacers. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. We want to thank you again for listening to us today. Tomorrow, we will talk a little bit about the Magic in the third quarter and how the Magic have started to kind of find themselves there. We'll talk also talk a little bit more about R.J. Hampton and the growth that, growth that he has made of late, too. Now go make your second listen, Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm sure they'll talk a little bit about Markel Fultz on today's episode. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Philip Rossman Wright. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.